Yes, you are a great God. Amen. Listen, we're going to go ahead and get started. As you can see, this is a new series, a new series. As you can see, have you not read? Don't cleave, but leave. And again, when I give, um, when I do a new series, so when I do turns into I don't, the vows of the vows, I like to give, um, I like to give an introduction. Um, and I like to read it from my paper so that, um, so that I won't um, get caught up and just talking, but giving you what is needed. Amen. And so on on this new app that I had decided to use, um, which is, is really good. I love it. Um, I won't know who logs in. So it's sometimes it's a good thing to go ahead and just say hello or amen or hey, I'm I'm in here with you. Amen. And so um I'm trying to see, let's see if I can um go in here and see um again um you can like and share 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 gotta put that in there okay there all right we are ready to go it's 105 so let me go ahead and start. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Let me go ahead and put this in here. Uh oh, my bad. Okay. All right. Hello, Khadija. Hello, Prophetess Marie. How are you all doing on today? So I'm going to cut this down. I love music. I love to get started with music. Okay, welcome. So when I do turns into I don't, the wows of the vows. Um, our series this week is Have You Not Read? Don't Leave But Cleave. Now, mind you, this is a marriage ministry that God had given me back in 2016. Amen. But it's not just for those who are married. It's this ministry, this marriage ministry is for those who are married. It's for those who have a desire to remarry. And it's also for those who have never been married before and who, who, who just wants to be married. Amen. And so, but you need to know the ins and outs of marriage. You need to know what you're getting into before you say, I do. That's good. You need to know what you're getting into before you say, I do. And even when you are married and it begins to shift, you will know what you need. So it's for um, reconciliation. Amen. Reconciliation and restoration. When your marriage begins to shift and you don't, you have one again. Love that song. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. And so um, we have to understand that marriage is forever. And so before you take that plunge, you have to really know what you're getting into. Amen. And again, if this is not for you, scroll on through. Amen. Amen. So introduction. I'm going to stay on task. I'm going to give you the introduction and we're going to go ahead. And once I give you the introduction about when I do, turn it to I don't, the wives of the vows, 
I'm going to go ahead and give you um, a short synopsis of what's going to take um, during this week. And I will be coming on at one o'clock um, from today on to Friday. And then not next week, but the week after that, I'll be coming on with something else. Amen. So continue to pray for me. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, I am Elder Serena Holloway. I pastor alongside my husband, Bishop Christopher, Bishop Christopher Holloway Sr. at Divine Worship Christian Center at 3702 Knox Lane, right here in this great city of Knoxville, Tennessee. Amen. Our Sunday morning services are at 11 a.m. And we have our Bible studies, our encounter Bible studies on Thursday with intercessory prayer starting at 630 and our Bible study lessons going right in at 7 p.m. Amen. So y'all know how I do. You need to have your pens, your paper, and your sword, and your sword, which is the word of God. You should have it with you. So on this week, be prepared. So y'all know how I do. I see eight right now that's on my live. So if eight of you that are on here will share this to your pages. Why? Hey, Bishop. You call my whole government name. <laughs> you know I love you, babe. Um, again, those uh, there are seven on here, and y'all know how I do. You seven, go ahead and share it to your pages. If you have not, invite your friends um, because God wants to get the glory out of our story. But God cannot get the glory out of our story if we don't know His story. Amen. And so we don't all share the same family members. We don't all share the same friends on our Facebook pages. So especially to leaders, evangelists, those who have a marriage ministry, those who have a, um, a singles ministry, whatever it is, share it to your pages, to your, to your ministerial pages, to your personal pages, so that something that I may say may encourage them and may push them a little farther than where they are within themselves. Amen. Amen. So going with the introduction and I've written it out. So I'll read straight through it and then I'll go into what we're going to be talking on this week. Amen. So in 2016, I was on my way out of my marriage for the second time. I felt like I gave my 10 years later a chance to my husband. And when I felt and when I felt and saw things that I did not want to be a part of or go back into, then I can respectfully say it was time for me to walk away with no chaos, with no malice and no hatred. I knew that I had built a solid relationship with the Lord. And if I was to leave, that I was good within myself. I love my husband and I still love my husband more today than I do on yesterday. But then um, I said it to my husband, I love you, but I love you enough to walk away for both of us to have peace. Amen. But there was just some things I felt like I did not have to deal with anymore. And for me, I am the type of person that I do not live in my past. I am the type of person that once something is done and it's been forgotten, it does not live in my mind or in my life anymore. Some say out of state, out of sight, out of mind. Amen. Which is not good. So, but I say, I beg to differ. Amen. Good morning, Mike. It's good to see you on here again, sir. Good to see you. Um, and so if I truly have let something go, I do not dwell on it or let it control my thoughts. 
I will speak to it and move on. I'll even ask for forgiveness. And whether you choose to forgive me or not, I felt the need to do that, whether something is wrong or whether something isn't wrong. But if you come back to me weeks later, months later, years later, and you say, I want to talk with you about something. And if it's something that I had asked forgiveness for, immediately I stop you right there. And I say, listen, when I came to you and we talked about it and you stated there was nothing wrong, we were good. I left it there and I moved on. I'm no longer in that place. I also begin to tell them if you are there, then now that's between you and God and where your heart is and you need deliverance and you need healing, but without me, because you're not going to drag me back into that place that you are still in, that you told me you was free from. Somebody need to say amen. Amen. So as I stayed home on a Sunday morning and planned to pack and leave, that was my decision. I sat and I just cried because I knew I wanted to leave, but I also knew that I needed to stay. I was warring in my mind and in my emotions. They were all over the place. I had gained so much in these last 10 years concerning the horrible, uh, um, horrible marriage in our first 10 years concerning personal stuff and ministry. So even I was saying and believing the first 10 years of my marriage was hell. But in 2016, 10 years later, our last 10 was the best years of our life. But there was just something my husband was holding on to that was bothering him. And every now and again, he would bring it up. So I remember in January 2016, my husband made a statement to me right on the day of New Year's Day. And I looked at him and said, you know what? I'm done with that. Amen, Mike. I know, but listen, um, God has given me a deliverance ministry, and I do believe if you stay with me in these series, it's going to bless you. It's going to help you. Hello, Evangelist Carol. So good to see you on here. And so um, I said I was done. I said, here we are, a new year, and we start out with your dreams, and that is actually not God, but your deep emotions, your lack of faith, your lack of trust, and your lack of unbel and your unbelief in me. And so I'm done with it. I said to him, apparently you haven't forgiven me in these last 10 years. And so therefore your treatment towards me has been unbearable. And I refuse to live like this. I said, I will not admit to something that I did not do because of what your unfaithful friends want you to believe because of their deep, dark secrets as well. But I will not live this way. It may be okay with you, but it's not okay with me. Something should have changed in those 10 years, but it did. And it didn't. With me and my husband, but not the change we thought we had to, but it was a change we did not speak to. When my husband and I came back together, he said to me, this is not what God wants. We actually filed for divorce and all we were waiting on was a court date. But when he came to me, he said to me, he said, listen, this is not what God wants. I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt. If you're willing to give me the benefit of the doubt. And I do believe that God will bring us through this and bring us through this together. And literally two weeks later, I had a conversation with my former bishop, Bishop Alonzo Rogers. And he said to me, if I would just diligently seek God and pray and whatever decision that God spoke to me, that I need to follow God. 
but if I chose to walk away, that he will support me in my decision. Hey, Tina, good to see you. He will support me in my decision. So two weeks later, you know, in the, in those two weeks, you know, I didn't really pray and I didn't really seek God, but I remember drinking one night and I was drinking heavily. And I literally thought I was talking to myself when I heard, I need you to read the book of Job and I need you to read the book of Hosea. And I've never read these books of the Bible at all. Boy, barely, I barely read my book at all, my Bible at all anyway. But when I backslide in 2004 through 2006, it took me to some places. It took me to some areas. It took me to some times of my life that I felt like I was not going to make it. Like I was not going to handle. I just never thought whatever that I was going through or whatever I was going to deal with, that it was going to take me into like a whole nother area that I never even understood how my life was literally about to change and not change for the good, but change for the worse. But that that following night, two days, I want to say two or three days later, after Bishop Rogers had had that conversation with me, and I heard, I know now, I didn't know this then, but I know now um, in 2016 that, well, in 2006 and, and seven, that it was the voice of the Lord that I had heard that said to me, I needed to read the book of Job. And I needed to read the book of Hosea. And literally, literally, I was and I was drinking and I was like, okay, for one, this is what I'm not going to do. And for two, I was like, so basically, God was just saying is I'm about to lose everything. And I had no idea that through 2004 and 2011 that just because I came back into my marriage or just because I came back to God, that I still had to face some consequences of my sins. And I had to face some consequences of my actions and what took place of our separation. And I'm telling y'all, if y'all listen, I know some of you have, some of you have already heard this testimony because it's also in my book, but I like to give this introduction before I start a series so that you will understand that if God did it for me, he can do it for you. And God can definitely do it for others who think that God is impossible of doing anything. Amen. So when I do turn into our don't was birthed through a desperate separation because of the vows, because of the vows of the vows. I asked God, what do I do? when now I want to say, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. Lord, what do I do when I do now turns into, I don't. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you do what you are doing right now that you didn't do. Then you seek me, you pray. The last time you just left and sought advice from someone else that you trusted instead of seeking advice from God who you should have trusted, which is me, your God. So let me say this to you all today. We must understand a lot of us is looking for peace and don't know how to receive it. We don't know how to get it. We don't know how even to ask for it concerning our situations, our circumstances, some struggles, and maybe even some addictions, infidelity, etc. whatever that you have going on within yourself. Lord have mercy. God, I thank you. That has hit some of us and or has hit some of our spouses in our houses. God gave me this teaching to let those know 
who always say, I just want some peace. Or those who always say, surely God does not want me to live like this. This is a marriage ministry. When I do, turns into I don't. That God has placed in me concerning relationships and marriages. My husband and I literally went through two years of hell and a separation. And we lost some folk along the way that we were connected to. But it was all God because love was never lost. Lord have mercy. No one will ever understand how it was God. But it's not for me to make you understand it. But it's for us to do what the word tells us to do. And that's Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. For us not to lean to our own understanding, but to trust God, acknowledge him, and he will direct our path. And we leave it with God. If we give it with God, if we allow God to handle it, we will come out, Lord have mercy, we will come out greater than how we went in. We went in broken, but we came out healed. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the Lord that day in my room spoke to me, Matthew chapter 19. And I have never, ever in my life up until that year, up until that day that I have re ever read Matthew chapter 19. And God wanted me to know that divorce was not an option. Divorce was not an option by him, but it was going to be a choice by man, a choice by me. So you have to understand that Matthew chapter 19, verses four through eight, it says, men, husbands are to leave their mother and their father and cleave to their wife. When the Pharisees came to Jesus, they tried to trip him up and said, you're telling us that we're not to get a divorce. But Moses wrote the bill of divorcement. And Jesus turned around and said to them, in the beginning, God created male and female. In the beginning, Moses wrote a bill of divorcement because of the hardness of your hearts, because of what you wanted to do, because of the things that you said, the things that you did. You're marrying people out of God's will. You're marrying these heathen women. You're marrying these people whom God told you in the beginning that you were not to marry. You're marrying those who are worshiping other gods. He said, but from the beginning, it was not so. So I say to you all on today, don't leave, but cleave. You not only cleave to your wife, or you not only cleave to your husband, but you cleave to the truth and to the word of God. As I sat on my bed, when God spoke, a, a light bulb went off and God says, you have a decision to make. And at that moment, I didn't listen to God. But on that Monday, there were two people that came to our house, very good dear friends of ours. My husband had left his headphones in their car on that Sunday. And they brought the headphones to the, to the house and they stated, we were gonna go home and bring them to you on Bible study night. 
but something told us to come in here on today to bring you your headphones. And as we begin to sit and we begin to talk, all of a sudden I just flipped out and I yelled out, I want a divorce. I don't want to be married to you anymore. I don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. I'm tired of this, the, 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 the stuff. I'm just tired. I'm, I just want, I just want out. And, but of course I said a whole lot of other stuff, but I'm giving you a long story. I mean, I'm making a long story short. Amen. And so what happened was, Hey, Tay, good to see you on here. So what happened was his friend looked at me and said, what we're not going to do is we're not going to say the word divorce. He said, my husband, and I had made an agreement. She, he said, my wife and I had made an agreement that we would never allow the word divorce to come out of our mouth. He says, so I want you to take that word divorce, put it in the envelope, seal it up and send it away because we're going to work on this. We're going to fix it. We're going to get down to the root of it. We're going to found, we're going to find out what the foundation is, how, whatever we need to do. We're going to do this. We're going to give y'all the counseling that you need so we can find out the root of these issues so that you sister Holloway will stop wanting to run away every time something is not good. Something is not right because you don't understand what's happening. And they counseled us for three months. They counseled us for three months. Yes. The pastor and the minister was counseled for three months from some really good friends of ours. They were really good to us. And, the, and, when, and we got down to the root and my husband, he had just admitted that yes, he had forgiven me, but partially. And every time there was a trigger or every time something was said or every time something was done, he didn't, he had misplaced anger. He had misplaced understanding. He had misplaced confusion because we both had made an agreement that I would not bring up his past and he would not bring up my past. That was an agreement. But the thing about it is we never had a conversation. And as I said earlier, when I said we never had a conversation, because here's what took place. Things changed, but we didn't, ch we changed, but we did not speak to the change that we needed and the changes that we needed to make concerning him and concerning me. And at the end of the day, all, we didn't realize that all we needed to do was have a conversation. We needed to communicate with each other. And some say, well, that's simple. Yeah, it does seem simple. But what happens when simple turns to major? And you, at this moment, you just do not know what you need to do. So that was just a quick introduction of don't leave but cleave because from the beginning it was not so divorce is not an option by god but it's a choice by man and i don't care what anybody says god will never say divorce out of his mouth to you he will give you peace about your decision to walk away and you can also on on the week on two weeks ago when I did the series on, are y'all playing? There was a decision that had to be made. Okay. And what happens is we think God will say divorce out of his mouth. He will not. I'm giving you the true word of God. I'm not giving you, I'm giving you the true word of God. This is scripture. 
the scripture tells us that we are able it says if the if the unbeliever choose to depart let him go because a brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases so if god tell if, if god gives you peace about your decision then other people should not judge you concerning your decision they don't have a right to judge you they don't have a right to say anything they don't they can't be looking out the outside the window trying to look in because they don't know if you're being verbally abused they don't know if you're being physically abused they don't know if you're being emotionally abused they don't know if you're being mistreated they don't know if you're just being smacked around people on the outside trying to look in needs to stop stop it we as christians preachers teachers evangelists prophets prophetesses it is our duty it is our responsibility it is our christian duty to make sure that you are given the true unadulterated word of god not your personal opinion if it's going to be your personal opinion then let it be your personal opinion but at the end of the day it needs to be god's word it needs to be god's way his thoughts are not like our thoughts his ways are not like our ways and so many times we're leading people into destruction we're leading more people into chaos we're leading people into more confusion and god is not the author of confusion but god is a god of peace and that's why he said it in first corinthians 7 and 15 and 16. he said it in such cases but god has called us to peace and that is what leads me to this series on this week have you not read because that scripture reads and i want and i want to read it to you matthew chapter 19. i want to read it to you matthew 19. matthew 19 verse 8. i want to read you that scripture matthew chapter 19 verse 8. y'all should already have your bibles y'all probably should have already done beat me there but listen to this matthew chapter 19 verse 8. jesus said unto them moses because of the hardness of your hearts suffered you to put away your wives but from the beginning it was not so verse 9 says and i say unto you jesus is still speaking he said and i say unto you whosoever shall put away his wife except it be for fornication and shall marry another committeth adultery and whoso marrieth her which is put away doeth commit adultery so now verse 9 was is an extra scripture that's a series coming later because i'm going to teach you like the scripture tells us line by line little by little i can't give all this to you at the same time line by line precept by precept little by little a, a little at a time i want to give i don't want to put too much on you all at one time amen so listen 19 and 4. Jesus speaking again. 
And he answered the Pharisees. He says, have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, not male and male, not female and female, but male and female. And said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. He says the male and the female, those two shall be one flesh. He goes on to say, wherefore, there are no more two, but they are now one. What therefore God have joined together, let no man separate. And we'll get into that a little later. Again, line by line, Jacob, you got the way. Shut the refrigerator, please. Thank you. Line by line, little by little, precept by precept, you have to understand it takes time to get truth. Now, check this out. Now, with that being said, listen to this. Verse 26 says, and St. Matthew 19, Matthew 19 and 26, I'm just giving you a little, I'm jumping around, but tomorrow is going to start the actual teaching. He said, but Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Okay. But he also said, there are some that's not going to be able to understand this, which he said in 11. And it goes back, Matthew chapter 19, verse 11. Jesus is talking again. He says, all men, all men cannot receive this saying except they, except those who it is, except those to whom it is given. Let me just read it the way it is. Matthew 19, 11, all men cannot receive this saying, save they to whom it is given. So, so we are to feed those who want to be fed. We are to teach those who want to be taught. But we got to live by the example. Amen. So I'm not giving you, I'm giving you my introduction. I'm giving you my testimony because I'm letting you know, even me, myself, felt like it was just impossible. So come here, Stefan and Jacob. Y'all got to take a pause break. And take a pause break. Y'all just bear with me one moment. Hello, Pastor Jefferson. Come here, boys. Do I need to send y'all to y'all room? No, 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 no. Because no. I'm on a live and I told y'all that. That's why I had to set y'all in there to watch TV. Do I need to send you to your room? No, Stop playing in my living room. My living room is not a playground. The TV is in there for you to sit and watch it. I will send you to your room. Get back to where I had you. Watch that TV. Get back to where you were and watch TV. Thank you. No. Four-time, four-time grandmother, four-time guardian, four-time ministry, four-time pastor, four-time slash caregiver for my mom. Full-time housewife. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. 
but I will stop in a minute, speak to that thing, because listen, I rebuke that devil of distraction, because that's basically what it is, amen, but the devil still not win, because I can still stop, speak to what I need to speak to, and come back to the word of God, amen, amen, okay, so I read those, if y'all, if some of you want to study Matthew chapter 19, Get, listen, y'all should have y'all pens in your paper. Pins and paper. Y'all want to study Matthew chapter 19? Write down questions, write down statements, write down something that you don't understand, that you need clarity about, and bring it. Write it here. Because we're gonna we start this tomorrow. So this is what this week is going to in, in entail. Have you not have you read? Now I, it says in Matthew 19, where he told the Pharisees, where he said. Um, Because that's where I started at. I started right there. Um, In verse four, have you not read? And I got it right here um, going across the screen. Have you not read? So I'm going to give you the five W's along with the H. What are the five W's? The who, the what, the where, the when, and the why, and the sometimes how. Sometimes how, I the how. <laughs> and the sometimes how, okay? So who should have read? Christians and the unbelievers. What should you have read? The word of God and other resources. Where do you need to read? In the house of God or with a counselor or some spiritual advisor, your leaders. When do you need to read? Before you say I do? And before you say I don't, <laughs> that right there, I believe is going to be good. Why should I read? To give you, give you, not me. You should read to give you an understanding of what marriage is really about because divorce is not an option by God, but a choice by man. Amen. And then the last will be how teaching don't leave but cleave that will be the conclusion how should i apply to what i have read with an open mind with the right spirit and with the right people and praying and fasting so with all of that being said tomorrow at one o'clock we will start have you not read don't leave but cleave series on this week i'll pray for you that you will um follow along with me as i follow along with god i pray that this blesses you i pray that it will keep you i pray that it will help you i pray that it will guide you and lead you and i am and I, most importantly i pray that you will get everything that you need out of have you not read don't leave but cleave because we think that everybody has this and they do not the scripture in deuteronomy tells us that you don't have to go across the ocean to get it the scripture tells in deuteronomy you don't have to cross the seas to get it you don't have to go into the air and get it you don't have to cross mountains and and rocky valleys and and, and go through the wilderness to get the word of God. The word of God is here on earth 
for you to receive what you should have been reading for yourselves. And I'll tell anybody, don't take my word for it. Take the word of God for what it is. Amen. So no, I'm praying for you all. I, I, I thank God for you being on here. I'm excited about this series. I'm really excited. As I began to work on it last week and I prayed about it. And this is where this is the direction that God wanted me to go into. And, you know, I, I just pray um, that um, God continues to give me the wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding of what needs to be given. Amen. I don't try to be like everybody else. I don't try to give it like everybody else. I give you the basics. I give you the basics. I, it is not that deep. I don't have to go that deep. It's not that deep. Amen. It is just not. It's not that deep. It isn't. But if you apply what is, if you apply to what you need, and you know what? And I know I keep saying marriages, but it's for relationships as well. You're in a relationship with somebody, and uh, you're in a relationship with with, with somebody, and you want to be married, and they don't. This is this series right here is going to teach you. It's going to teach you. It's going to show you. Sometimes you got to walk away before you say I do. Sometimes you got to walk away from that bad relationship because you don't want to continue to stay in sin. At the end of the day, that's 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 what it is. And sometimes we don't follow truth because we don't want to walk in truth. Amen. So God bless you all. Like I said, God bless you. I thank you for tuning in. And on tomorrow, this is where we'll be at one o'clock with when I do turns into I don't the vows of the vows titled have you not read don't leave but cleave so thank you for tuning in know that i love you but god loves you more amen until tomorrow if it's god's will i will see you then